Hi, this is Steve Albers, and welcome to the Onsite Insights Podcast. We're back again with Bree Posey, who's one of our physical therapists here at Onsite Solutions Physical Therapy. Our Onsite Insights Podcast for this month is hydration. August is not the called the dog days because it's cool and dry. It is definitely hot and humid in August which increases our need for hydration. It's also the month where a lot of youth and professional sports, collegiate sports get going um, and getting some more information about proper hydration is critical at this time to help avoid any heat-related injuries. So with that, let's get started. So Bree, why don't you tell us a little bit about what hydration is and what it means? Hydration is the idea that the human body requires an adequate amount of water to function properly, right? So if that's, if you're looking at kind of a basic definition of what hydration is, that's what it is. Okay. We require a specific amount of water in order to be able to function efficiently, right? You've probably heard people who get stranded out in the desert, they can survive for a really long time without food, but you cannot survive as long without water. The body needs it to function Mm -hmm. effectively. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what does hydration do in the body? What's its function to stay moist in the body? Right. So the, the greatest function of hydration is a word you might have heard in like your seventh or eighth grade science class is homeostasis, meaning it is able to keep the body at like a nice level temperature wise or being able to kind of regulate the body's systems, right? You need water for your skin. You need it for your urinary tract, your kidneys, your heart, your muscles, your brain function, right? There's Mm -hmm. a lot of things that go into needing to have adequate water intake. So it basically just allows your body to function efficiently and in kind of that nice, area where the body wants to be so you're not kind of at either end of Mm -hmm. that spectrum yeah and we'll talk a little bit more about the water and its function on the brain and how it helps the brain in just a little while here um when it comes to hydration there's so many different things people talk about with you know water and then you've got your sports drinks such as gatorades and body armors um, how does soda affect or pop depending on where you're at affect your hydration level Um, so how do I stay hydrated? Let's just start with that one. Yeah, it's best to have frequent small amounts of fluid throughout the day instead of just, you know, if you, if you're feeling really thirsty and then you just chug a bunch of water, right? I think you've probably heard that if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated Mm -hmm. and that is definitely, um, a significant thing, right? If you do feel that thirst or sometimes even you can feel hunger Mm -hmm. and that kind of can disguise itself as dehydration as well, but best to make sure that you're hydrating throughout the day instead of trying to cram it in at the beginning or the end of the day, you're just not going to get as much out of that. So I was looking at some research that was saying for try for like five to 10 ounces of water kind of over a 20 to 30 minute span of time okay. so that it's kind of it allows your body to kind of get it and absorb it and use it instead of if you just chug a ton and then you have to like urinate out a bunch like okay. immediately following because your body can't absorb it so that five to ten ounces spread over 20 minutes or so what does that equate to maybe 
in a daily amount of water? So there's a lot of conflicting research. I know that we, a lot of us have grown up with that eight to 10 glasses a day. Mm -hmm. I didn't find a lot that really backed that, to be honest. There is, so the Institute of Medicine suggests um, 104 ounces for men and 72 ounces for women. I've also heard half of your body weight in ounces would be get you at least close to that, um, depending on how much you weigh. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is really difficult to give you like a solid number. There is kind of a school of thought as well as just go based off of your thirst level, mm-hmm. right? Or go based off of what you're doing that day, whether you are doing more activity or less activity or whatever the case may be, but going off of making sure you're staying on top of it. So you're not getting thirsty, The caveat to that is if you do have any kidney issues or heart conditions and your doctor has suggested to you to drink less Mm -hmm. water than that, please follow what your physician has told you to do. This is for like the general population of kind of no pre-existing or underlying comorbidities, right? So if you, if you do have something else going on, diabetes, something like that, where you have to limit your intake or adjust your intake, follow what your physician has told you. Right. Yeah. No, I know there's things, um, uh, pulmonary edemas, uh, mm-hmm. and, it's, and conditions such as that require less water because it can make things worse. Right. Well, you can also consider to milk, tea, you know, it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be just water. You mm-hmm. can get that nice water intake from other sources as well. Yeah. Well, actually, that leads us into the next question. Obviously, water is the best fluid for hydration. Are there any others that work really well to keep you hydrated? Um, you know, of course, we can drink a ton of coffee, but the caffeine and coffee actually dehydrate you. Mm-hmm. So what should we be drinking to stay hydrated? Yeah. If you struggle with drinking water and it just isn't your thing, I've met plenty of people who are they just have a, they don't like the taste or they just have trouble with it. Um, you could always try tea, putting lemons or limes or fruit or herbs into your water just to give it a little bit more flavor. I know they do have some of those little droplets that you can put in to kind mm-hmm. of flavor the water a little bit. You also get a lot of water intake from food as well, right? Fruits and vegetables, leafy greens, um, grapefruit, celery, lettuce, those type of things. Um, also consider if you're putting water into what you're cooking, so mm-hmm. oatmeal, soups, those types of things, you're getting oh, sure. a lot of yeah. bang for your buck without really feeling like you're just drinking a cup of water. So you can get a lot of water intake just from the foods that you're consuming alone. I think the thing to be careful and considerate of is how much sodium is being put into those foods when you're cooking <laughs> them, right? So if you're gonna make a curry and you're using water and coconut milk and that type of stuff, you're getting hydrated. But then if you add in a ton of salt to flavor it, which tastes delicious, <laughs> that that could kind of play not in your favor and potentially dehydrate you. So just be careful about how much table salt you're putting on stuff or how much salt you're cooking with as well. So besides salt being a dehydrator, um, and I briefly mentioned like a coffee, what are some of the worst drinks or fluids to intake that would really counteract what we're trying to do here? So as you mentioned, soda, 
uh, coffee, any sort of caffeinated beverage, alcohol. Alcohol mm-hmm. is very, very dehydrating. Uh, if you're going to consume any of those beverages, you just have to, well, obviously be thoughtful, but secondarily offset those with even more water intake mm-hmm. because they are a diuretic, as you had mentioned, right? It's forcing you to be more dehydrated over time. So if you're only drinking those liquids, you're not ever replenishing that with any sort of kind of pure hydration source, mm-hmm. right? Water is kind of the purest form of hydration. Um, and there's not really anything that can substitute for it. Unfortunately, I know that on the market, there are kind of those <laughs> powders or little things that you can kind of put into your water that are supposed to increase your hydration. I personally have not tried them. I don't know if you have. I have not. Yeah, I haven't. I've kind of heard mixed things about them, but you know, that's another kind of idea as well. I know they sell them at Costco or. Well, and there's no research to back a lot of yeah. these up, you know, especially when you start to talk about the ones that promote, you know, extra electrolytes, right. um, to help performance, right. those kinds of things are just not backed up. Well, and I think oftentimes too, there is a piece of how uh, powerful your brain is when it comes mm-hmm. to that kind of stuff, right? If you believe that that <laughs> drink is going to increase your performance, it will increase your performance. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, yeah, definitely placebo effect on a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. So I am trying to increase my water intake. I'm trying to make sure that I'm fully hydrated. What are some things that I can look at just within my own body that will help tell me if I'm staying hydrated or not? So the easiest one that I think a lot of us go to is looking at your urine color. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that go into that outside of that, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that go into blood and it's not the perfect way but it's probably the easiest way for the general person and the general listener to look at your urine color Mm -hmm. it should be kind of that nice light yellowy color it shouldn't be completely clear right if it's completely clear you're probably over hydrating that's a thing you can definitely Mm -hmm. overhydrate um but it shouldn't be like apple juice or an amber beer color like that's if it's really really dark if it's a guinness please see the doctor like immediately we don't want guinness guinness urine i'm i'm not a dark beer drinker but like i that should definitely not be coming out of your body in that um capacity so that's probably the easiest way another kind of easy way is to kind of if you're to pinch kind of the back of your hand and kind of hold on and let go, your skin should bounce back to where it is, right? Okay. So if, you're, if your skin starts to lose kind of some of that elasticity, that means your skin doesn't have enough water. And if that doesn't have enough water, everything else doesn't have enough water. Okay. Well. Those are kind of two really easy, simple ways. Yeah, perfect. That's awesome. Um, as we mentioned before, there are a ton of different drinks out there um, that promote hydration, whether it be through extra electrolytes or um, some of the other ingredients that might be in there. What are your thoughts on those Gatorades, Powerades, body armors, etc.? My general thought is if you can go without, go without. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the thing you have to be careful with is how much sugar... If, I mean, there, there's so much sugar in those Right. on top of whatever else they're putting in there with the dyes and the, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of chemicals that go into those drinks that you could 
probably do without. Mm -hmm. I know that sometimes, and I've, I've had that experience where it's like, I've been outside all day long and water just doesn't seem like it's enough. I just need like a little bit of a flavor. Mm -hmm. And if that's it, maybe water it down, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe um, do half of a bottle of Gatorade and add water to the other half or something. So it's mm -hmm. not so sugary. Um, but I'm not a, like, I can't, I'm not going to say you can't do anything ever, right? right like yeah. if you, you know, we all indulge every once in a while. And if it's a super, super hot day and you feel like you just need a, a boost of sugar or a boost of something extra, by all means, but I don't think it should be something that you're regularly drinking every day. If you're thinking it's healthy because it is, it's, there's a lot of sugar in there that's equivalent mm -hmm. to a soda or a, something like that, you know, or like, more sometimes or more sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. And then you're like, well, what benefit are you actually getting if you're ingesting that much liquid sugar? <laughs> right. Um, I, I don't really see the benefit to that all the time. I think energy drinks are by far the worst they are you're getting you know four to five sometimes you know even more than that the amount of caffeine that's in a simple cup of coffee mm -hmm. plus the insane chemicals that they're putting into those right um completely unregulated a lot of times so. yeah exactly a lot of them are not approved by any sort of administration whatsoever mm -hmm. um and they're it's just the insane ramifications of what that does to your heart over time I right think it just hasn't been studied and so we don't really know but that's not something i think to mess around with right if you can avoid it right so exactly i think you know drinking water is your best bet if you're gonna drink coffee or you're gonna drink those drinks drink water prior to so at least you have a little hydration before you you know go into those types of things but the more you can avoid them the better right. your body is going to feel. Right. And, you know, going back to some of those sports drinks a little bit is that they were originally designed to be replenishers for, right. and, and even a, a little bit of a drink for prior to, but mainly for replenishers after, and especially endurance activities. Mm -hmm. um, so again, maybe some of that stuff just before, just after is going to be okay. But if you're drinking some of those for, um, just a general beverage throughout the day or maybe with breakfast or something, that's where you get that excessive amount of sugars. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with that. So we're talking in August here. Um, it's hot, it's humid in most places. And how does that weather affect hydration? There is a very interesting statistic that just with breathing normal sweating and going to the bathroom, we lose about five and a half pints of water per day, Wow! which is kind of crazy when you stop and think about it. That's with zero activity, right? Mm -hmm. And that's with not super crazy humid temperatures, being outside, that type of stuff. So obviously in the summer months, we end up sweating a lot more because our body has to regulate our core temperature for to take into account for how hot and humid it is outside. When that happens, we have to be really thoughtful about replenishing all of that even more so than in the winter months or kind of in the, in the spring or fall. Now, if you are in a climate where 
you're not in Minnesota in the <laughs> like 85% humidity, it's still probably warm where you're at, I would imagine. So just be thoughtful about that, making sure that you're also being really thoughtful about how you dress, right? So if you're layering throughout the day, so at least you have options of what you can wear. So you're not over sweating because you're dressed too warmly. Um, that's another consideration as okay. well. Okay. Um, we'd mentioned briefly about how the water or how water affects the brain. And I said, we'd be talking about it later. So here we go. How does water affect the brain? The water or the brain is composed <laughs> of 75% water. So I think that, um, one of those things is that if the, if the brain doesn't have enough water, it can't function well, right? There's a lot of synapses or kind of crazy connections that have to happen through the brain. And if that is, if it's dehydrated at all, it's not going to function efficiently. So oftentimes you'll find that with dehydration, you feel a little bit brain foggy mm -hmm. or you might feel that mental fatigue throughout the day. Those things go hand in hand, right? You're not going to be able to be as quick and snappy if your brain isn't hydrated well. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of, it can affect your like cognitive ability of being able to take information in and deal with it and then figure it out. So right. it's a, it's a huge, huge thing. But I think that that's one thing for me personally, I'll, I'll feel is kind of that little brain fog, maybe towards the afternoon if I'm not mm -hmm. hydrated enough. And that's just because your brain can't function efficiently if it doesn't have enough water. Right. No, it totally makes sense. Um, so besides the brain, how else does staying hydrated um, improve our health? So we talked in our last podcast about how it affects your back health. So that's kind of one. That's avenue, right, yeah. right. We talked about the disc health and making sure that the disc stays in a nice, good height where it's healthy. It's got enough water intake. So that's kind of one big picture, right? Another thought or another kind of benefit is that it's really great for your joints. Mm -hmm. The more fluid that you have going through your joints, the easier your movements, the less pain you're going to have as you're moving around. Um, studies have shown that having a more hydrated body leads to a faster metabolism, right? So that's going to decrease obesity, which is obviously a kind of, leading towards a more sustainable, healthy lifestyle, mm -hmm. right? So kind of staying hydrated is going to allow you to be able to hopefully lead more of a healthy lifestyle. They kind of go hand in hand okay. oftentimes. Um, there is some research out there that shows too that it can also decrease the risk of colon cancer. Um, you know, anytime that you're having you know, that constipation or any bowel bladder issues that can lead to some issues in your colon. So the mm -hmm. more hydrated you are, the more regular you are, obviously the less chance that you have of that, that issue. Same thing with your bladder. It's, um, I saw a research article that said it can decrease your risk of bladder cancer by about 50%, which That's is awesome. insane, but yeah. yeah, um, it's kind of crazy. So it's, it's one of those things where if you're it's a very simple thing that you can is, do and yes. change that is going to make sure your, you know, your skin is going to be a lot healthier and more vibrant. Your lungs are going to be more efficient. Your heart's going to be more efficient. You know, it's going to affect 
pretty much every part of your body. So mm -hmm. it's a very easy thing to do that doesn't cost a lot of money. Hopefully if you have a, a nice access to clean water in your mm -hmm. house. Yeah. And one of the biggest things that I've found in my experience too is just the fact that it flushes all those toxins out mm -hmm. all the byproducts from moving exercising just and just your general daily life um extra water will definitely help keep you nice and clean on the insides too so that you're not going to the store and buying detox creams and Absolutely. all that kind of stuff yes yes exactly all right so hot topic right here People have talked about water temperature mm. or drink temperature mm. and its a effect on how it gets ingested into the system and how quickly it gets into the system. Mm. What are your thoughts? What did you find? Should we be drinking ice cold water? Should it be room temperature? Is warm water better? Right. So I did see an article that kind of said that if you do drink cold water, it requires requires your body to burn like a few more calories, but it's not enough to have a statistical significance or be super advantageous. Um, my theory is I don't really care just drink <laughs> water, right? So it's kind of what you prefer. I like drinking ice water or if it's really cold out, I like drinking hot tea because it warms me up. Right. right. But I think my personal opinion is I want you to find what works best for you mm -hmm. so that you're more likely to drink water. So if you hate drinking ice water, don't drink ice water, drink room temperature or mm -hmm. drink hot water. That's kind of where I land on it. I It's the same thing with moving your body. I don't care how you move your body, just move your body. Mm -hmm. Everybody's different. Everybody has their own things, their likes and their dislikes. And at the end of the day, I care more about you being hydrated than about the temperature of the water. Right. Oh, I don't know awesome. what your thoughts are on that, but that's kind of where I land. Well, it goes back to that sustainability. If you don't like doing something, you're not going to stick with it. If you don't like running, you're not going to be mm -hmm. going out and running for exercise. So find an elliptical, find a rowing machine, yeah, exactly. cycling, something like that. Find what you enjoy and then follow that through. Mm -hmm. And I think like we've talked a little bit before, but start in manageable chunks. Mm -hmm. If you don't drink any water during the day, don't go out and try to drink five, eight, 10 cups. You're not going to be able to maintain that pace. Mm -hmm. Literally take one of the sodas that you would normally drink that day and swap it out for a water or swap it out for a tea or swap it out for something that's more water-based. Mm -hmm. Don't feel like you have to change your entire habits today. Right. You know. Yeah, slow change is always the most sustainable and, exactly. and longest lasting. Exactly. Well, thank you, Bree. Um, we really appreciate you coming back on and sharing your expertise with us. Um, and we like to thank our listeners for being with us. Um, this podcast has been presented by Onsite Solutions Physical Therapy. If you want more information about hydration, other health issues, or just want to learn a little bit more about Brie, you can always check us out at onsitesolutionspt.com and look at our blog section. Um, you can look at our contact us section. And as always, follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then uh, thanks for listening and check out our next podcast next month. Thank you very much.